Hello, friend, and welcome to the Trenton 365 Show. I'm your host, Jacques Howard. You're listening over WIMG 1300, New Jersey's oldest radio station. You can follow us on social media outlets, WIMG 1300. That's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you're watching, it's over WPHY, Channel 25, covering Mercer County, New Jersey, through the Verizon Fios network. And you can also follow Trenton 365 Show on Facebook. You can also post your events to the Trenton 365 community calendar and follow me on social media outlets, Twitter and Instagram, at Trenton365. So, um, tonight's hour program is going to be touching on something that, that's, that may be sensitive to some folks. Um, we're going to keep it family-friendly, of course, but this is going to be dealing with uh, addiction and opioid abuse, etc. for this next hour. So I encourage folks um, to listen, chime in, make sure that you get this information, reach out to my guests as well as to me, and then we can see what we can do about getting you connected with some services and opportunities. With that being said, I have in the studio with me in the first segment of the program my sister, Stephanie Register. Um, my relationship with Stephanie not only extends through what we do in a faith community, worshiping at Westminster Presbyterian Church, but she is also a planner in the city of Trenton. And for those those of you who don't know what a city planner is, we're going to have Stephanie touch on what that is and what her her day job is, and then we're going to launch into a deep discussion about her event, um, which is through her nonprofit organization, Recovery is Essential. Recovery is Essential, and uh, she's having an event this coming Saturday, November 3rd. From 6.30 p.m. till midnight, and this is going to take place at the historic Trenton Masonic Temple. We're going to get into all that shortly, but without any further ado, Stephanie, welcome to the program. Thank you, Jacques. How are you this I'm, evening? I'm doing fantastic, and as always, it's great to see you, spend time with you, great. and uh, publicly, I want to encourage you for all the wonderful things that you're doing, not only um, through music and also through worship and praise, but also through what you're trying to do, that's right, Amen. for what you're trying to do to bring awareness and to also impact the lives of others. Thank you. Um, you started off with your introduction, what is a city planner? Okay, city planner is someone who actually looks at the development and all of the zoning regulations and everything that's being developed within a particular area, geographical area. Um, you have transportation planners, you have housing planners. Um, what, as I've been seeing, we're looking at even air planners, those you know who are like looking at air rights and all that good stuff. So there's all forms of planning, especially when you're dealing with urban, suburban, exurbs, all types of any area that's within a geographical domain. So I deal with all of the planning aspects of the city of Trenton. I, I check out all of the site plans that come in. Anything that's actually being developed over a thousand square feet, whatever comes in the city saying, hey, we want to build, we want to do a use variance, those are the things that I do within the city. It's a little broader and that would be at another show, but in a, nut, in a nutshell, that's what urban planning is, especially here sure. in the city of Trenton. Sure. And yep. also, you know, we were also the authors of the Trenton 250 Master Plan. That's so. it. Now, the Trenton 250 Master Plan, why don't you just launch into a little bit about that? Because I always try to encourage people to be involved in the process of yes. building the community they want. And mm -hmm. Trenton, the, the planning department and the Trenton Master Plan uh, has provided opportunities for everyone in the city to um, voice their concerns and their thoughts about the forthcoming master plan. Mm -hmm. Well, by state law, every city or uh, every uh, area that actually has the constitution of people, there should be what they call a master plan. Um, a master plan is pretty much the overarching theme of what a city, a place should be. What, are the, what is the vision? How should that place be developed? You know, who's involved with that type of development? Um, is it focused on the people 
within that particular area. So a master plan is the overarching vision of what that area should be. And it, it should focus on the future. And this is the city's first comprehensive master plan that just doesn't fo focus on bricks and mortar. It also focuses on the social equity within the city of Trenton. So I'm really excited about all of the aspects of the Trenton master plan. And right now what we're doing is we're actually going into our next step. We are actually developing our zoning ordinance, which speaks, which hopefully will speak to the master plan. Because right now we have a zoning ordinance that doesn't actually complement the master plan. So now we have to update the regulations. So, and the regulations are very key to the development of the city of Trenton. But we're hoping that with the updating of the regulations that it would speak, that it would literally speak to the vision of the existing master plan, the Trenton 250 master plan. Great. And how can people find out more about the Trenton 250 master plan? You can go online right to um, the city of Trenton website. It's actually on their www.trentonnj.org or you can go to the Trenton 250 website itself and actually go on and check it out. I always tell people just have fun with it. You know, check out the pages. You know, it's very exciting. Also, the uh, zoning update was going to be a part of the website mm -hmm. also, so you'll be able to follow all of those uh, processes too. So, I always tell people just go on, have fun with it. It's quite animated, so you can actually go in and, you know, have a little fun. We're also developing a citizen guide to the master plan so that people can have a better way of actually navigating the plan itself and understanding what a true master plan is. And we're also going to put in the citizen guide too um, all of the laws and the regulations and that are pertaining to a master planning process. And also what, so everyone know what a planner has to follow is something called the municipal land use law which I actually have to follow on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. so. and, and thank you so much for sharing all our information and folks I encourage you um, as a member of the South Ward uh, planning committee, so to speak. I encourage folks to go there and check it out. It's Trenton, like the city, the numbers 250.org, Trenton250.org. And there you can go through. You can uh, look at a lot of different information. You'll get overwhelmed with all the different information that's there. But at the same time, you can input your information and your concerns as well, and then we can see how that will actually build out. Yes, yeah, so just one little caveat. Mm -hmm. um, Everyone always say, what is the 250? You know, Trenton was incorporated as an urban city in, in 1792. I believe yes. that's on yep. there. And the fruition of the 250 would be 2042. So I believe that's the whole 250 years that mm -hmm. City of Trenton will be an urban area. So it's like a birthday type thing. Mm -hmm. So it's Trenton 250 Master Plan. Master Plan 250. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm thinking about the numbers. I'm like, wait, 18, 14, like, mm -hmm. So everyone always asks, what's the number? I'm like, it's like a birthday. I want to make sure that like, I'm here know, for that mm -hmm. one. <laughs> All right. My granddaughter will be, definitely. Yeah, yeah fantastic. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, Steph, I also want to jump in and talk about this because I, I think it's important for people to know about the guests, like their background a little bit. And um, you at the Passage Theater performance of Salt, Pepper, Ketchup, awesome. which I was moderating the conversations on Sundays a couple of weeks back, you were a guest with Brian Evans of uh, the Greater Trenton organization talking about development here in Trenton. And we had some conversation back and forth. The audience asked some questions and you and Brian were sharing your expertise uh, around the ideas of gentrification and development and so forth. And something that you mentioned that I think is critical and I'd like for you to elaborate on it a bit tonight. And that's about um, people being involved in the process and educating themselves about the way municipal governments work. Mm -hmm. That it's not just a matter of I want to do this and I'm going to do this. There's several steps that have to take place. There's rules that need to be followed, etc. And I think you did a fantastic job Thank during you. that event 
explaining that to the audience that decisions just aren't made in a vacuum and decisions just aren't made because of one or two people. There are lots of rules, laws, and regulations that everyone has to follow. I'm, I'm so glad you said that. You know, um, when I think about what I do on a daily basis, I always say, you know what, we're going to have to learn how to not just deal with bricks and mortar. We're going to have to deal with the social equity of our community. And how do you deal with that? We're going to have to start finding ways how we educate people on all facets of what we do. Um, and what I do as a planner, I've noticed that a lot of our people in the communities got to understand what is a planning board? What is a zoning board? And what do they do? Uh, did you know that both of these boards are actually comprised of community members? Mm -hmm. These are not elected officials. These are primarily community members who volunteer their time to make decisions for the city. And I say sometimes maybe there's not a clarity or an understanding that this is really happening. We have our council, which is great, but you also have these other boards that make up the city, and they also make decisions for the city of Trenton. And how do we educate each other on those processes, you know, to help people understand that maybe the development that's going over here, maybe that had happened at zoning board, and maybe you need to be a part of this process, and or maybe that development that's going over there is happening at planning board, and maybe you need to be a part of that process. Those are two democratic processes that people, sometimes if you don't understand your civility, then you guess what, you go only with the elected. Whereas there's a whole component of civility that we need to begin to teach. And how do we teach that? I really don't know yet, but I'm thinking of ways that, as a planner, how we can actually put the, put forth that. And I guess that's one of the reasons why we're developing a citizen guide too, to help people understand what is your role as a part of what's going on. And that um, salt, pepper, ketchup. You know, the, the thing we heard a lot was gentrification. One of the first things I say all the time, I ask the question, "What is gentrification today?" It's quite different than it was 50 years ago. Mm -hmm. And what is that? And I say it not just for from a racial perspective, but across the board. Because now we're looking more at economics. And what happened 55 years ago, we're more economically sound, whether we want to believe it or not, than we were then. So how do we actually look at gentrification? And who is moving in? Who is moving out? And does the school system have play a role of that gentrification process? So these are the things that I think about as a planner. But when I put that information out there, I'm hoping that it's being caught so that we begin to ask the right question. And that's the real, that's the bottom line. How are we developing these conversations to help people ask the right questions? And then we got to think of it from, all right, who are we electing to help us answer those questions? Mm -hmm. so. and, and what it comes down to is, is for all people who live in a community, whether they rent whether they're staying short term right. or they're long time, two, three, four generations deep, um, uh, they need to be involved in the process. Involved. They need to be From voting. <laughs> they need to be knowing who's who's at what's happening at the board of education. Even right. if you don't have any children involved, exact, exactly. you need to know what's going on with safety mm -hmm. and security, with law enforcement, what's going on with zoning and planning, right. etc. Being civically engaged, focused, folks, is what I believe is the only way that we are going to build a community that is going to be beneficial to everyone who's involved in the process. If you have any one particular group that's making all of the decisions affecting all of the people, you are going to constantly have strife and different problems. So thank you, Steph, for saying that. And also to follow up on that salt, pepper, ketchup, I'd mentioned that night 
Um, Trenton 365 is going to be launching another series, a Trenton 365 Live, where I'll be doing uh, more community conversations, more opportunities for you to get to know people like Stephanie who are actually making a difference in the community where we are here in Trenton and finding out a bit more about them and how you can actually get more engaged with them and to learn a bit more about what's happening and what how municipalities and things like, like Trenton have actually been involved and are evolving. So Steph, we got a couple of minutes before we're into the break. What I'd like you to talk about briefly right now is about your event that's coming up, uh, Recovery is Essential. Oh, I'm so excited about this. Um, a year ago, I started a company called Recovery is Essential, and people ask, why, do, why is it essential? It is needed. It's necessary. And I was thinking, what can we do to create safe spaces for those of us who don't do drugs and those of us who don't drink? And I went to my, my three women children, my girls, and I said, hey, mommy wants to do this. And I want to show people that you can live a clean and sober life without going crazy and have a great time. And they said, mommy, do it. And that was the birth of Recovery is Essential. What we do is that we have two talks per year, and then at the end of the year on my sober birthday, which is November 3rd, I'll be 25 years, we have a big party. And this party is our first one, and we're hoping to bring everyone that, not only in the clean, in the clean sober community, but those who support us. Because believe it or not, you cannot be clean and sober unless you have that great community that supports you 100. Not an enabling community or a codependent community, but a community that really wants to see you be productive. A community that wants to see you love. A community that wants to see you do well. And that's exactly what has happened to me because I don't even understand how I stayed clean for so long mm. but I do know it was about my community my children my family my friends so I wanted to create a space where we all can come together and there's no shame there's no guilt and we're feeling very good about celebrating being clean and sober mm. so that's what this is all about it's fantastic so we're just again up on that break but why don't you share the information for the event when it's taking place and some of the details well the event is going to be at the historic trenton masonic temple downtown trenton 100 barrack street from 6 to 12 well doors open at 6 and we're going to have a great time we're going to have some vendors um catering by elise catering and she got the oh she got the setup on it i can't <laughs> wait um uh almighty entertainment dj juice is going to be playing his spinning his you know that turn table they do we're going to have dancers uh dream maker studio is offering two of their dancers it's going to be fabulous so each year i want to really bring this out that we are creating a clean and sober safe space for those of us who like to have a good time want to dress up and this is a, a black tie affair no jeans no tims no sneakers i want everybody to go in that closet pull out that ball gown that tux come and have a great time with me um saturday november 3rd at six doors open at six and we're going to have a great time Great. I've been talking with Stephanie Register. We're talking a bit about who she is as a city planner here in the city of Trenton, New Jersey. But we're specifically going to be talking about her nonprofit organization, Recovery is Essential, and her soiree, which is going to be taking place this coming Saturday. More information is coming. We're up on a short break. We'll see you in just a moment. And welcome back to the Trenton 365 show. Like I like to see every week, um, you know, it, it's awesome the conversations that we have during the breaks and off camera. But for those of you who are fortunate enough to be hooked into the live streaming that Stephanie is doing through her, her social media account, you'll be able to get a little tidbit about what we talk about. But one of the things that we briefly talk about was um, the forthcoming midterm elections and how important elections are in general, not just the presidential ones or not just the local municipality where you live, but also the county. Um, Mercer County is one of the 100th 
wealthiest counties in the nation. So when folks say that money is an issue, generally that I, I have a hard time accepting that. But that's for another thing, and that's also for the Trenton 365 live conversations. But send me an email, trenton365show at gmail.com, and then we can sit down and we can talk, talk about it, preferably over a, a meal or some beverages, and we can go from there. So I got Stephanie Register, who's in the studio now. Stephanie, I've known for many, many years. Um, we worship both at Westminster Presbyterian Church. Um, she's a musician. She's an advocate. She's a mother. She's a grandmother. She's a sister. She's a friend. Um, she's someone who not only is um, not only who someone who's on the front lines of what's happening here in the city, but her occupation, her career is based on the city of Trenton where she was born and where she loves as well. So it's an interesting mix to see her talk about um, how her job as a planner for the city, how that morphs into the faith community, how it morphs into businesses, and how it morphs into the actual social structure of the people who are living here and the people who were here and the people who are going to be living here in the future. And earlier, Stephanie was sharing about her nonprofit organization, Recovery is Essential, and specifically talking about her event, which is happening on Saturday, November 3rd, 2018, from 6.30 p.m. to midnight. And this is going to take place at the historic Trenton Masonic Temple, 100 Barrack Street. Now, this is an opportunity for people who are in recovery, or I'm going to back it up and just say it from a layman's terms. People who want to go out and be entertained and have a good time, but not be under the subjects of having to be around alcohol and drugs. This is an opportunity for people who want to have a clean environment, a safe environment with good times and other people who are like-minded. And this is an opportunity for folks to do that. You can find out more information um, by calling 609-532-9906. 609-532-9906. Um, there is a charge for this. It's 50 bucks. But again, folks, if you're, if you're going out and you're hanging out somewhere... Um, $50 per person is not a lot of money in this region. I mean, people, sometimes you spend that just traveling to get to Philadelphia or New York and paying gas and parking. So um, $50 per person, again, happening the first annual recovery is essential. Sober Soiree happening Saturday, November 3rd, 2018, 6.30 to midnight at the Historic Masonic Temple. Okay, I said that multiple times. I want you to get into the details about recovery is essential. Um, why did you start this nonprofit? I, you know, it's actually not a nonprofit. I just want to let oh, okay. you know it is right. a for-profit. We do actually, um, it's a brand, and I sell T-shirts and cups. And the reason why I'm doing this is because the... Proceeds from the sales are actually going towards the um, the recovery is essential sober soray. Also, it's going towards other charities that my daughters picked. One of one of the um, attributes of being in recovery is that you got to give back. Mm. You got to give back, and being a twelve stepper myself, I have to protect the fellowship and the the anonymity of the fellowship. So with Recovery is Essential, I can talk about Stephanie's recovery while still protecting those who are not ready to talk about. Because when we, t when we talk about addictions, we're talking about a lot of stigmas that come with that. We're talking about maybe some abandonment, mm. some self you know, some self-hatred that has happened. Um, I'm going to just surface it, you know, some real, really deep uh, grief type, you know, emotions that go into addictions. Because everyone say, you know what, oh, they could just quit. 
I tell people all the time, no, I couldn't. I couldn't quit. I quit November 3rd, 1993. I hit my rock bottom then. And I'm not going to go into detail too much what that bottom was, but that bottom was so traumatizing that I felt a gut wrenching, like somebody pulled my stomach out. Mm. And I felt really bad. And what I've done, I'll never live without it. I'll never live with, with the mindset of that has never taken place, that are always following me. So as I, you know, went came into my recovery, I did my 30 days, I started going to meetings, I got a sponsor, God bless him, he's dead now. But I, I did all everything that I needed to do to stay clean. But then I wanted to become sober. So then I started taking classes and I started really getting involved in what was it that was triggering me to want to use. Mm -hmm. Come to find out medicinally, I had an addicted gene. That no matter what I did, I had that compulsive, obsessive behavior that if anything felt emotionally to me was wrong, oh, I went for it. So, and I would spiral down. So one drink was too many. One puff was too many. And I always got to the point where I just couldn't do it anymore. I can't, I can't do it. And I lost so much. And as, as an addict, you know, we know how to get over. Hmm. We know how to um, make you feel bad about what we do. Um, we don't think about anyone else. We're very selfish. So recovery is essential as I begin my steps and, you know, each, each day, each moment, living and getting to the point where I'm 25 years. I'm like, 25 years I didn't pick up. I didn't do this. Wow. I kind of made it, but no, I'm still, in, I'm still an addict. I'm still an alcoholic. But I wanted to actually share this because I started to see outside of the fellowship that we still had a lot of people dying. We had a lot of children who were being abused we had a lot of social ills happening and all i kept seeing was this addictive pattern that was continuously going through our community i mean right now we have the opiate epidemic but i came through the crack epidemic mm -hmm. and even now when you look at the two differences even the two different types of communities the crack epidemic did not have the resources and now all of a sudden we got resources over here so what i'm trying to do is bridge that gap that no matter what Drugs and alcohol addictions do not exempt color, race, creed, gender, nothing. It don't matter. If you're an addicted person, it don't matter what you use. You could be a, a scratcher. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You could be someone that sniffs salt. You know what I'm saying? If you have an addictive of gene, that addiction is going to overtake you. And I always was taught that we first take the drug or drink, then the drug or drink take itself, and then it takes you. And the more information we put out there, we have children who are actually killing themselves because of what? And I always say, the drugs is not the problem. It's something deeper than that. And a cohort of my Kimmy Carlos, she has an exceptional library of how that trauma has actually come into play with mental illness. So we're hoping, to, hoping that through even this celebration that we just bring an awareness that it is not cool to be sick like this. Mm -hmm. It's just not cool. And what we need to do is become more aware of what is really the underlying factor here and what's causing the sickness. And for me, I have an addicted gene. And nobody talks about that addicted gene. Nobody talks about those overindulgent behaviors that we have. They put it over here, maybe a mental illness or some psychological mess, and they don't deal with it. And then within our communities, we have something called denial. Mm -hmm. 
we don't want to talk about it. We don't want to look at it because, see, that denial may have caused some negative effects emotionally outside of ourselves. Mom, dad, sister, brother, what have you. Oh, we're, we're going to, the elephant in the room is going to stay over there, but we're going to ignore it. And I'm saying today we need to stop ignoring it because you know what? We got babies dying yeah. more so than anything now. So it's time for us now to talk about it. So I'm using Recovery is Essential, my business, as a platform to create a movement that is cool to be clean and sober. We may not stop, stop addictions all the way, but let's learn how to put better coping skills for people so that they don't pick up, they don't cause themselves trauma. I'd, if I can eliminate someone going through that bottom like I did, I'm one step closer to that movement of creating a better community. And that's what I'm hoping that recovery is essential would do. Ten years from now, the city of Trenton is only 7.5 square miles with 80 dwindling thousand people. Guess what? We have an opportunity in five years to have this community itself. If you look around you, everyone talks about the crime. And I said, yeah, we got crime, but what's the underlying factor here? Mm -hmm. What's going on here? We got some homes that are addicted. We got some homes that are going through some stuff. Mm -hmm. Are we dealing with it? Where are our treatment centers? Where are our resources that are dealing with this proactively and effectively that people are going in and they're going in and they're making headway and they're doing the steps and they're, you know, taking their treatment a little bit more seriously, you know? All of this is affecting us, you know? It, and we need to really look at this because human nature, we're, we're subject to error. So anything that's going to cause me not to feel the pain without picking up something to enumerate myself, I think I said that right, <laughs> but to over, let's put it like this, to like, you know, just not deal with it, and then it follows on and on and on and on, hey, we're, we're causing ourselves a disservice. So Recovery is Essential is here just for that. We're going to create a space and a movement that is cool to be clean and sober. And we're going to have a good time doing it. And I think that's a great way to put it. Cool to be clean and sober. Mm -hmm. Just leave it at just that. Just leave it at that. Yeah, it's cool, cool to be else. clean and sober. Because you got so, enough stuff out there that, hey, go to your meetings or whatever. But come on now. Let's be clean. Let's be cool. Mm -hmm. Now, we've got just a couple minutes before the end of the program. I'd like for you to just share what can people expect um, who come. On um, Saturday. On Saturday, I'm telling you right now, expect great dancing. Because I feel we have enough award ceremonies. So just come and dance. Just have a great time. The dancers is going to be there entertained. The food is going to be fabulous. I mean, she's already putting a vegan dish together. Nice. And we're going to have um, a drink called Stephanie and a drink called Elise. So I'm really excited about that. So come and just great fellowship, meeting new people, and really getting to understand what this whole Recovery is essential. It's all about and really like seeing a whole different type of, of community mm -hmm. that's right here in the city of Trenton. Fantastic. I've been speaking with Stephanie Register, and her event is coming up this Saturday. It's uh, being sponsored by Recovery is Essential, which is a for profit business, and it's the first annual Recovery is Essential Sober Soiree happening Saturday, November 3rd, 2018. From 6.30 p.m. till midnight, it's a $50 charge. Come celebrate Stephanie's 25 years of being clean and sober and kick off your own clean and sober life. This is going to take place at the historic Trenton Masonic Temple, 100 Barrick Street, Trenton, New Jersey, eight, excuse me, 08608. And for more information, call 609-532-9906, 609-532-9906. Stephanie, as always, it's my pleasure. I love you. Thank you so much for and everything that you're doing. welcome everybody today. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. So Mayor Rigo Sioro will be there in the house as well. Thank you very much, Stephanie. Thank you.
Folks, you've been listening and watching the Trenton 365 show. Segment one is done. Stick around. And in the second segment, I've got Scott Sylvester, who will be talking about an opioid epidemic that's happening here in Trenton and an event that he's putting on to fight this uh, tragedy. Thank you.